0: Improved concentration, improved mental health, improved blood sugars, blood pressure, all of those those benefits we're seeing from people spending time outside in nature.
1: Hello, this is Al Levin, the creator and host of The Depression Files. If you enjoy the podcast and have found value in the show, please check out my Patreon page, There, you'll be able to support me financially with as little as a dollar a month. Your support will help me offset the cost of the podcast hosting site, maintain and update my equipment, and support the amount of time that it takes in order to produce the show. You can find my Patreon page at patreon.com slash the depression files. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the depression files. In addition, it would help me out greatly if you could take a minute to rate and review the show. Thank you for considering to support me in these ways. And now, to the show. Welcome to The Depression Files, an interview format show in which you'll hear stories of men who have struggled with depression and or other mental illnesses. In addition, you'll hear deep dive conversations with guest experts on various topics related to mental health topics such as depression and other mental illnesses, medication, suicide awareness and prevention, our current mental health system, and of course, the stigma that surrounds mental illnesses. I believe that both sharing stories and educating people are ways to chip away at the stigma. I'm your host, Al Levin, and I wanna thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Al Levin, the host of The Depression Files. Welcome to the show. Today I'm excited, we have on the line Dr. Doug Klein. Dr. Klein is a family doctor and a professor at the University of Alberta. Welcome to the show, Doug.
0: Hi, all, thanks for having me.
1: Hey, I'm really excited. You know, the, the reason that I reached out to you and got in touch with you was a pretty big article, I think, that was out there and a little video of a doctor who had talked about park Prescriptions. And when I reached out to them, they directed me to you. Wondering if we could start uh, just by sharing a bit about what park prescriptions are all about.
0: Yeah. So, park prescriptions are a, a national nature prescription program. And, and so certainly most people, when they think of prescriptions, they think of medications. And so the parks prescription is rather than prescribing a medication, we're actually prescribing parks and nature.
1: And so do you literally give them like a prescription form like they would typically receive for, for a medication?
0: Some people do like to have it on paper. Um, otherwise, the direction and the conversation is is enough. But I, I do know of people who, who want the paper, the, the paper prescription that, that they can put on their fridge or, or uh, just as a, as a reminder that they have around the house.
1: Right. You know, one piece I read mentioned that I think through a grant, the uh, goal was to actually get national park passes for patients.
0: That's correct. Right now, there is uh, through some funding is that that doctors and health professionals can prescribe and and give a free Parks Canada discovery pass to to patients so that they can actually go into a a national park and um, and spend some time in nature.
1: That's awesome. I mean, that that eliminates one of the possible barriers, right, about paying to get into these parks that some people, some patients may not have that means. Exactly. And then I also understand, and I thought it was pretty cool, that doctors are really trying to emphasize, too, that it doesn't have to be necessarily a national park. It doesn't have to be going out mountain climbing in nature or any kind of grand excursion, but just simply going out to the park.
0: Yes, it could be it could be just walking out your door, walking down the street, um, sitting on some grass or in your garden. It doesn't need to be anything elaborate.
1: And how did the park prescriptions evolve? how did How did this come about? and And also, is there research that supports the benefits of this?
0: yeah, the The park's prescription is has come out of building evidence and research around the health benefits of nature. Um, and and I, I do want to uh, mention that, that I'm just one doctor who's involved with this program. This is by no means my, my project, is that there are numbers of health professionals. Actually, I think we're up to around 7,000 licensed health professionals across the country in Canada that are, are part of this program and prescribing nature to their patients but what um melissa Lam is a family doctor in in british columbia and she's really spearheading uh, uh the start of this parks prescription and and its launch and it launched back in november of 2020 in bc beautiful park space in bc of course and and now it's continued to move across the country and so Currently, it extends to nine provinces uh, across Canada.
1: Wow, that's awesome! And, and BC being British Columbia, right? For those who may not yeah, know. yeah,
0: British Columbia, exactly. So like, on the west coast, with yeah. uh, Vancouver being um, the the main city, which uh, which your listeners would know.
1: Right, absolutely. And so, are you able to speak towards any of the the research and the benefits that have been proven through nature?
0: Yes, I, I'm happy to. Um, so initially, it it started out a lot of like, and it it certainly started before this, but a lot of its it sort of traction began with this. Forest bathing concept, um, which um, they were studying in in Japan, and so in Japan they have this 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 concept called forest bathing, where they they have people go out and spend time out in nature and essentially bathe themselves in the in the the air in the atmosphere of of nature and um, and of the forest and and so they've been doing research there. For quite a while and looking at things like like blood pressure and concentration and and so there's building evidence and that that's in japan but now across across the world they've been doing research around this health benefits of nature and and we know that there's 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 both sort of physical mental and and cognitive benefits from spending time out in nature
1: that's pretty incredible. I did read that uh, after just so I know a, a big piece of the the health benefits was for those who are pre-diabetic.
0: Yeah. So um, for those people with with pre-diabetes, um, spending spending time out in in nature and and the bright natural light can increase vitamin D levels and decrease blood sugar levels. Um, which is which is great, a fairly cheap <laughs> cheap medication,
1: right, right, and so that's uh, pre-diabetic folks would be people with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and high blood sugars and I had read that that there is an ongoing study, and after one year of sessions with diet and exercise that forty two percent improved their symptoms, those of those people who were 300 patients were researched and 42% of them had improved their symptoms and 19% had no symptoms of being pre-diabetic out of those 300 after only one year of a three-year study.
0: Yeah, so this was a, a study that we did across a Camden in, in three sites and, and it, involved, um, it involved patients with, as you said, pre-diabetes or metabolic syndrome. And for those people is that the lifestyle intervention of of increased physical activity and and nutrition they were able to yeah as i said all 19% reversed um, that metabolic syndrome condition
1: which i hear is pretty unusual right to be able to reverse such symptoms
0: that's correct that's correct i i so i've been in practice for 20 years and and in my probably the first 10 years of practice i certainly would see people where they were they may have issues around blood pressure or their blood sugars and and where we had to we had to start some medication and and often i would talk to them and say you know is that if you can change your lifestyle um we may not need these medications anymore but part of me was like Really knowing the reality is that just nobody does it like there's, there's, there's an occasional person in probably the first 10 years of my practice where they changed their lifestyle enough to, to stop their blood pressure medication or stop their, their diabetes medication. Whereas in this, in, in this project, and, and this, the, the program is actually called Change um, Canadian Health Advanced by Nutrition and Graded Exercise, it's a bit of a mouthful, but, uh, but um, with the Change program is that we, we saw yeah, 20% where they would reverse reverse metabolic syndrome. And so if blood pressure was an issue, they had normal blood pressure values and no medication or if it was, if it was diabetes is that normal blood sugar is no medication, um, which is, as you said, unusual and, and very dramatic.
1: Wow. And so this involved, was it, am I right in saying diet and exercise and was there a component that required them to be outside in nature?
0: yeah and i i was i was going to because i i wanted to clarify is that with that project is that the nature prescription piece of it was not was not a, a required amount um certainly is that like i've been um i've been promoting outdoor and sort of green exercise for well, for most of my career in fact to, about 10 years ago we we started a program here in 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 Edmonton Canada where we would meet I'd meet patients in a park space, and and rather than telling them what to do, we would actually show them what to do and do it with them. So we would end up going for a walk in in the park space. We would um, do some stairs, do some body weight exercises, and, and just be out in nature and get some of those health benefits that I, I was telling people about.
1: Wow, that sounds fantastic to actually be out and do that with them. The first thing that comes to my mind, and this might be an American perspective, but I think of going to the family doctor and it's like, you have 20 minutes. It's a 20 minute appointment. If you're lucky, it might be like 15 minutes. You get to ask like your one question and then you're out out the door because they've got, you know, the numbers of patients that they have to see on a daily basis. And I'm wondering, are there systems that put barriers in allowing you to do that? Like, that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, and and part of it, I um, there there are some systems in in Canada where we're we're actually paid differently, so we're not paid per patient um, that comes into our office, and so that allows some flexibility to to create programs like this. Um, but even like, I I I always looked at it as that um, in a day in my office, I I might be seeing sort of. Um, well, in the afternoon, I might see fifteen people, right? And I, I think, what was my impact on those fifteen people compared to if I actually had spent an hour at the Move program, which is this program that we we meet people out in nature, um, and and that fifteen or twenty or or, or twenty five people might actually get an hour of physical activity and i i i almost feel that i made more impact out in the park space than i than i sometimes do in my office
1: yeah oh i would imagine so uh, and i think what i hear you saying is it's quality versus quantity right let's let's exactly. show these patients and and show them the work that's fantastic you know so i hear you also saying that it wasn't necessarily with the change program the outdoors i'm curious are there any scientific studies that you've been a part of or know of that really are able to kind of quantify what's going on with being out in nature and how that is so important and why that has such a positive impact
0: so we're just starting some of that work like personally within my my research team at the university of alberta um, and partnering with with a family medicine colleague down in in Calgary, we've been running a, a a small project where it's it's actually testing exactly the park's prescription is that it's a it's a nature prescription that we're actually giving patients and following those outcomes, and so we're we're doing that right now, um, and and the results are we don't have have like whereas the change program we have those sort of hard outcomes around sort of reversing metabolic syndrome but we are seeing a reflection of of what the body of literature shows so improved concentration improved mental health improved blood sugars blood pressure all of those those benefits we're seeing from people spending time outside in nature
1: and, and are you able to kind of explain that? Like why, what you believe is happening to one's body that, that makes such a positive impact?
0: Well, I, I think part of it is movement. And, it, and I, I, I'll ask you the question is that um, when you come into your, your, your house or, or, or place, is that what is one of the first things that you do? Uh, once you get home from work
1: probably sit down or grab something to eat
0: (laughs) yeah exactly and so um and and me too is that um i'll come home and you often tend to sit down and so being outside it's it's not as common for you if you walked out your front door that you just go oh i'm gonna just go sit on the grass um is that we often are moving and so um we're getting it might be light activity. It might be more vigorous activity um, when we're outside. And so part of it is is that we're, we're way more active outside. And we know that particularly also for children is that children are 100% um, more active if they're having time outside rather than inside.
1: Oh, absolutely. And all the video games and so forth, keeping kids inside, wow, yeah, and their phones exactly. <laughs> and social media, we could go on and on. But what about like, it's interesting, because as a mental health advocate, I have always said, you know, try to get outside. And if you're feeling stuck on your couch, because you can't get off the couch, then create a small goal. Maybe it's just a walk around the block. But some of the benefits that I always talk about is, it is light exercise. And if you want to walk fast, it could be some fairly rigorous exercise. It also is fresh air that I think is important and natural light, or even if it's dark outside, just being outside. And, uh, and it also increases the opportunity of a social engagement, even if it's just seeing people, saying a quick greeting, maybe bumping into somebody you know. So I feel like those are possibly some of the benef- added benefits, maybe unintended positive consequences.
0: Certainly. And, and over the last couple of years during the pandemic, those social connections have been really limited. And so if you're getting outside, you're more likely to bump into into a neighbor or someone, you know, and, and help, help with those social connections that we've, we've, we've lost, for the most part, um, through the course of this pandemic.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. So, uh, just a more specific question about the nature prescription, like how much time are most doctors asking for people to spend outside?
0: So, what we know is that um, that if people are are spending two hours a week, it will have a significant impact on their their health and well being. And so, but that doesn't need to be two hours all at once um most um doctors and part of this parks prescription um what we're recommending is that at least 20 minutes of of time out in nature and why that is because cortisol which is one of our stress hormones um drops significantly once you get to 20 to 30 minutes outside in nature and that decrease in cortisol levels helps decrease issues around blood pressure. It also ends up improving um, blood sugars, all of those things. If you, if you think of like the... the when you're stressed or, or in danger, right, is that what does your body do is that you you start breathing hard, you get a bit sweaty, your blood pressure goes up, because you need to be able to run (laughs) and get away from the situation that you're that's the way our bodies are built. And so spending time in nature turns off that, that stress hormone. And therefore, we get to take sort of deep breaths, we get to our blood pressure calms down, our pulse rate goes down, our breathing slows down, all of those good things, which which are really important for our health.
1: Right, right. And so the cortisol you're talking about is when it's that fight or flight response, right? And, exactly. And when you're super stressed or, or in a panic, and your the front of your brain just gets flooded with cortisol. And, uh, so you're saying being outside in nature for 20 minutes a day, I think you were saying, or two hours a week is, is the proven amount that will literally reduce the amount of cortisol in your brain.
0: Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
1: Awesome. Can you speak a little bit more about, so I mean, that really gets into kind of the mental health aspect of this as well. So we talked about people who are pre-diabetic and all the improvements that it can do, um, well, exercise and diet and an argument made for being outside as well. What are the nature prescriptions do as far as mental health? And I'm wondering if the prescriptions are given simply around mental health as well.
0: They are. And um, so we know that that nature prescriptions can be beneficial in, in two areas. One is in concentration um, and the second is in mental health. So we're thinking depression, anxiety, um, those really common conditions that are, are affecting our everybody, adults, children. Um, and through over the last couple of years, those mental health issues have, have skyrocketed. right? Is that we've, we've isolated, um, kids in different parts of, uh, depending on what jurisdiction you're in, you may have been doing school from home or work from home. Um, all of those things have, have been really harmful for our, our mental health gyms might have been closed a place where you typically went to go get exercise um and and some of your physical fitness may not have been available for you right
1: absolutely and
0: and, and um sorry i'll I'll continue a little bit just to, yeah, to please. give you is that so and what we know is that that physical activity is as and uh is as strong as some of the medications that we prescribe for depression and anxiety. And so there's been a lot of research around mild to moderate depression and, 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 anxiety and, and how physical activity can work just as well as the medication. And so, um, with nature prescriptions is that we're encouraging people to, to get outside and, and, yeah, and go for a walk and, and get some, get some, um, I'm promoting more moderate and, and and vigorous exercise, but it can start with it can start as you said with a walk around the block, getting outside.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And and how would you describe moderate exercise versus something that's not quite as rigorous as moderate? I mean, is a fast walk um, considered yeah. moderate?
0: Yeah, a fast walk is, and and um, if you. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll give you my, my little secret to telling what to, what you're doing, whether you're, whether it's light, moderate or, or vigorous. Is, yeah, please. So if you're able to walk and talk, but you're not able to sing. So I don't know, Al, if you're a singer, but is that, um, <laughs> is I'll sing when I'm able...
1: alone, but if I'm with people, they tend to run away.
0: <laughs> so if you're if you're walking along in 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 this park space and you're able to sing pretty comfortably, you're doing light activity. Okay. Okay. But if you're able to talk but not sing, that's in the moderate range. Right. And if you're having trouble even carrying on a conversation. That's where you're getting into that vigorous, uh, vigorous exercise. And, and most of us sort of know that, is that, that, that idea of trying to catch your breath and you can't right. really answer uh, the question that, that a, a friend or a colleague has asked you.
1: Right, right. And so getting back to the nature prescription, 20 minutes a day or two hours a week it, that you are saying should probably be, all of that should be moderate to rigorous.
0: Well, we, we know that. We know that time out in nature by itself is beneficial. Okay. Um, we know that getting uh, 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous exercise is, is very beneficial. And so you can combine those and do them together. And that's what I'm promoting for most of my patients is that they, they not only get outside and, and get that time in nature, but they also combine it in what I call sort of green exercise.
1: Right. And then, is there any kind of follow up that you do or any kind of accountability for patients?
0: Yeah. So, I like that's one of the nice parts about being a family doctor is that I see people over years and years. And so, for patients that I've given a prescription, whether it's a, a prescription for a medication or, or, or a prescription for, park's prescription or a nature prescription is that I do, I, I want to have them back so that I can check in and are they actually following my prescription and how is it going? Um, same as if I gave you a, gave you a medication is that I, I need to follow up and, and, and see if the dose is right. Because similar to, to that is we know what the literature is. And, and what the research shows, but but maybe we actually need to increase the dose of uh, of nature for somebody because they actually require more um, time in nature to decrease their cortisol levels further and um, get some of those uh, additional health benefits that uh, that we we might we we
1: might see. Right. So. Just to, more along the lines on on mental health. I'm really curious. I I recently read a data point. I'm not sure if it's how accurate it is, but I do believe that many times antidepressants the the first the first time a patient receives an antidepressant is often from their family doctor. Uh, I'm wondering if that's pretty similar and common in Canada from what you know and see. And I'm also curious if you are dealing with a depressed patient. How do you make a decision of, wow, maybe we should do medicines and the nature prescription or maybe just the nature prescription? How do you kind of work through those weeds?
0: Yeah, so to answer your first question is that, yes, I would say that 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 in Canada, um, family physicians would be the f- the first prescription for antidepressants that people get. Um, certainly, there are, are specialists in mental health. We have psychiatrists here in Canada, but they typically aren't, aren't accessed unless um, things are very severe. And the majority of people who have uh, a mental health issue would present to their family doctor before, and 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 have that as their first course of action. To to answer the second part of your question is that um, the way I sort of view it is that there are that there are multiple tools that we have, and um, and so I always I break it down into that there's there's sort of three groups of of tools that we have so one is that there are a number of tools that we can we can um guide and help uh, a person help themselves so and so certainly everyone who comes into my office with an issue around anxiety or depression we will talk about lifestyle because um because that powerful amount of uh uh impact of of physical activity and, and healthy lifestyles on on their their mental health there may be other things there may be sort of strategies there may be stress relieving things making sure that they're doing things like listening to music or 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 maybe um, reading um, we know that there's evidence around um, reading 20 minutes of fiction a day um, so those are all in this sort of category of, of tools that where patients and and people can help themselves Um, then i i actually have the second area is actually connecting one with with someone with additional skills and so that might be um talking with a doctor it might be talking with a a psychologist it might be talking with uh, a psychiatrist Um, and then third is is that uh that third tool is medication and so um and that is required for some people and and so typically for me is that i will i'll talk to them around that these are are three different areas where we can we can help you feel better and what are some of the ones that that they're interested in and just highlighting because i i want people to to know that there are some things that that yeah is that they they don't need to be taking a medication. There are other things that we can be doing.
1: Right, right. Well, I, I appreciate the fact that you engage in a conversation around that and and tap into what what interests them, too, as well, um, and make it a conversation. And a, it sounds like a shared decision on a path forward.
0: Yeah. So family medicine has really sort of moved away from this idea of – just oh, coming to coming to the 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 doctor for, um, for their ultimate authority and and to a, a shared decision making model that. Um, we work with patients and, and one of the nice parts of, again, as a family physician is that I get to also know, I get to know the context that they live. I know their family members. I might know their parents. I, 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 I know some of those stories and, and, and maybe I Maybe I've actually treated a patient or a a parent and, and we know that, oh, they actually responded really well to, to a, a nature prescription or, or, or physical activity. And, and so we may find that, that, um, that individual will benefit as well.
1: Right. And I would imagine that if, if the decision is, yes, let's start on an antidepressant, just from this brief conversation with you, I would imagine that you would also be pushing for the getting outside and, and maybe an additional prescription for nature, but making sure that that nature and exercise is a part of that conversation. And it's not just here's your medication, take your pills and you'll be better.
0: Yeah. And, and it is the, and arguably the only (laughs) free, um, treatment that's out there for a lot of people is that they don't have coverage to go and see a psychologist um uh i know that um certainly in in areas of uh of canada and the u.s is that people don't have drug coverage as well and and antidepressants can be really expensive yeah. um and so those are factors that we need to take into account but most of us and i i i know that certainly is that depending on on where you live is that your access to a green space may be more challenging to get to um but as i said is that it it doesn't need to be a national park it can be going out and, and finding a tree on your on your street somewhere right, it could, might right. maybe might be a, a school yard it might be yeah it, it, it It could be your your balcony where you've got a few plants that are um, that you've planted and and you're getting a bit of nature time there. Right. Right.
1: That is an an unfortunate truth that you mentioned that some people may not have access or means money to see a therapist or to receive antidepressants. And that's an an awful part of our mental health system, at least here in the States that I can speak of which is really sad, but I do appreciate the importance of nature. And any of the listeners who are here in my home state of Minnesota, they have absolutely no excuse to get outside. We're the land of 10,000 lakes, and we have tons of parks and uh, bikeways and everything, just some, some incredible opportunities here. And uh, I do understand that it might be more challenging for others, but you can always get outside and go for a walk no matter where you live
0: yeah no, you can you can and um and and I think all of us know that is that like partly is yes i'm I'm glad we're doing the research and that the evidence is building because certainly is that for for some decision makers and policy and government, um we need some of that research to to back up what we're what we're saying, but I think most of us if if we go outside and, and spend some time out in nature, we just feel better. And, and, I, and I think that that's, that's probably the biggest evidence, like is that um, is when I get patients back after they've been following their nature prescription or their parks prescription, they, they do, is that they, they come back and they, they feel better that's when they're awesome. spending time outside,
1: that's awesome. Do you ever get patients who kind of scoff at you when you mention it as a first means of a prescription?
0: I don't think I've ever had like. There's certainly people who who feel that they're doing all they can from a lifestyle perspective, and and I I understand that everybody is is in a a, a different. a a different environment but that some people who are, are sometimes potentially working two jobs and and so they they really feel that I don't know if I can I can add add to my day right and and even for those people is that I'll go well is that Can you, can you, can you manage five minutes, right? And, and as you sort of said earlier in the show is that getting someone to, to, to do that really small goal that they almost can't say no to,
1: um,
0: is, is sometimes a good starting point.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, if they have a 15 minute break at work, can you actually go outside for that 15 minutes instead of going into a break room? I remember, I don't remember who it was, but I remember a TED talk um, quite a while ago that I listened to that I'm going to have to look up again, but the person really talked about depression these days and compared it to like prehistoric times where people were always outside and people were always getting exercise. I mean, you lived by being on the run and hunting and, and you lived in a tribe with a community and it's, it's this new lifestyle we have of sitting behind a computer, sitting on your cell phone and we're always inside with unnatural light and, and everything. And it, I can't, uh, that, that Ted talk just keeps popping up to my mind as we're having this conversation.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of it. And I'm, I'm really glad we've gotten some of that great evidence around cortisol. Cause I, I think that like, if we, if we, think of i think in today's day is that there's so many things that are 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 stressful and are are increasing those cortisol levels whether it's work whether it's family and and commuting (laughs) and so we run into this situation where the there's just constant drivers pushing that those those stress hormones up that getting getting some time and and yeah and it's exactly the opposite of, of sort of back back when most of life was outside, right?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and now we're always connected to work, right? We're always connected. And yeah, it's just a very different lifestyle um, with a, a lot more stressors on our plate, I think. Well, this is a, this is incredible stuff. You know, if people have questions for you or want to find out more about the nature prescriptions, where could they look?
0: So, um, the first point is I would direct them to the the, the Parks Prescription website, um, and so um, that's the Parks Prescription dot ca, um, and that's the, the the website that was. Um, Founded um, in in BC and is actually run by the BC Parks Foundation, um, and they have all sorts of resources. They've they've really got a, done a great job in summarizing some of the, the the evidence. Whether you're an adult, whether you're a child, um, whether you're a, uh, a health professional or a patient, um, that's that's where I would I would go. And then I think that. From there, there's a number of different links around getting other information. There's a lot of, if you've got, and then if, People have questions. Is that certainly? Is that I would I would actually take some of that information and take it to to their their health professional and say, Hey, could this be right for me? Right? Is that you've got the classic the 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 uh, pharmaceutical commercials, and, right? Well, could this be right for you? Well, you need to take your 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 Parks prescription <laughs> right. um, that you you've gotten from our website to uh, and take it to your doctor and say, Could this be right for me?
1: Yeah. That's a great idea. Well, I'll make sure I have that parks prescription site in the show notes. And, uh, so my last question for you, Doug is I'm curious and I know we've talked a lot about nature and everything, but this is a question I ask at the end of every show. Um, if somebody is listening to the show right now and, and they're struggling and believe they may be dealing with depression, what's the first big piece of advice you'd give them other than get outside. Let's step (laughs) in addition to, I'll say in addition to make sure you get outside. What else would you have
0: to say? Is reach out to somebody. So often I think people who are suffering and dealing with mental health issues feel alone. Um, And, and I, I really, really would encourage them to, to reach out to whether it's a, a friend, a parent anywhere and and if you don't have anybody is that one of the helplines right is that that's why they exist yeah. so that you can if you feel that you don't have anyone to turn to call one of the crisis lines and talk to somebody um, because you aren't you're not alone and and and, and that there is help And as we talked about today on the show is that, that it doesn't require a a drug plan. It doesn't require having access to, to funding for a psychologist is that, um, sometimes, sometimes, uh, just a a conversation with a, a listening ear can be really, really helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that piece of advice and, uh, I also always share that just from my own personal experience, I know how difficult it can be to reach out. And at the same time, I also know how important it is. And it is really the step. That's the, the step that takes courage. And uh, it's really important. Well, Doug, I want to thank you um for all the work you're doing around the nature prescriptions and, and the pieces of of work you do around diet and exercise. I think it sounds like you're just doing amazing work. And I also want to thank you for taking the time to be on the depression files.
0: No, thanks for having me. And I, I would just sort of leave you with the, the, the simple message for people is that it's, it's two hours a week, anywhere, any activity and everyone.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, make sure you stay healthy.
0: Thanks, Al. You too.
1: Thank you for listening to The Depression Files. Please know that if you are currently suffering from depression and are experiencing thoughts of suicide, please reach out for help. In the US, you can text 741741 to connect with a trained crisis counselor, or you can go to suicide.org for a list of international suicide hotlines. If you're a man who has experienced depression or any other mental illness, and would like to be interviewed for the show, or if you'd simply like to suggest a topic, please reach out to me on Twitter at allevin18 or email me at thedepressionfiles at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening to The Depression Files.